passing live this life, but son, we don't see shade. She caught my eye, man, make my wife. I know she wanna be saved. going on guys welcome back to inside the dome this is week 15 in the nfl recap edition i'm carlin jacob i'm joined today with john dadero and once again for a second day in a row dan smith is back to recap this week in the nfl boys it was a crazy week um we had games on thursday saturday sunday and monday um and we're going to talk about majority of them i don't know if we're obviously we're not going to talk about steelers and indy Maybe oh, not Los Angeles and Las Vegas. Um, but the other games that we didn't talk about, we're definitely going to hit, excluding that Monday night shocker in Seattle. And then, as always, we will do our predictions for this week, which includes the Christmas Day games, which is going to be really fun. But, boys, what a game. What a week. What a week of NFL football. What a week indeed. There were some major blowouts. A lot of close games, I would say. A lot of close games. In a sense, a potential Hail Mary conversion happened this week with a big drop that happened. Some shakeups in the playoff rankings as well. We will see in an incredible Monday night game as well. But do you know how you did on your predictions, Carlin? Because I know you made yours I, last week. I, I didn't even predict. I'm going to be oh, straight yeah, up yeah. honest. Oh, wait. Um, were you on last week? You no. were not on last week. That's why Lance and I were on last week. So you did not make your predictions for me. I probably would have done horrible, to be honest. For me, though, I got five wrong yet again. So I got a lot right, though. I will say I did get a lot right, but I did get five wrong, including Monday Night Football, which we will get to in a bit. But I think we talk a little bit about Thursday night because Thursday night was one of the games of all time. The Las Vegas Raiders versus the Los Angeles Chargers in what was looking to be one of the biggest blowouts of all time. The Raiders scoring 63 63 points, and this was horrible. This was the Brandon Staley firing game, and definitely check out our thoughts on Brandon Staley on Under the Lights. Yes, actually, two days ago. But this game, Easton Stick. When you look at Easton Stick, just the stat sheet, and you look at his performance, you would think that Easton Stick was actually a good quarterback. 23 of 32, 257 passing yards, three touchdowns, one interception. You would think that was good. But that was all in essentially the third and fourth quarter when the game was already over. But Austin Eckler, oh my God, Austin Eckler. I don't even know what I say about him anymore. But Brandon Staley's gone, so... I don't know how that's going to impact the Chargers. They're essentially out of the playoffs. Raiders would have to win out and pray for something big, but I don't know. Do you guys think Raiders could maybe make a push? Potentially three games left? Anybody? No way. No way. You don't think so? I mean, not. do you think they could get 9-8? and eight? That's my question. Mm. No. No. What's their schedule looking like? So their Chargers. final... So the Raiders, the Chargers are out. I'm not even talking about the Chargers. The Raiders schedule, they got the Chiefs, the Colts, and the Broncos. That's it. 
So no. I, can't, I can't see them winning out. It's gonna be tough. Do you think it's they keep? Do you think they keep uh, Pierce, their interim head coach? No, I think they're gonna look elsewhere. To be honest, um, didn't they? Whenever they fired, because whenever they fired John Gruden, they had their interim head coach in there. He was he was he didn't stick around either, didn't he? No. Yeah, they. He was a top candidate, and I think he was interviewed too. But then they decided to go with Josh McDaniels, and yeah. you know how that went. Right there. But any other thoughts from this game? I know we talked a lot about Brandon Staley in the other episode, but any other final thoughts from this game? Uh, if you want to hear my thoughts, go on our TikTok, check it out. I posted a lot about that game and the disaster that the Chargers had. So make sure you check it out over there. Dan Smith, any um, final thoughts? Um, my final thoughts are Justin Herbert's going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler next year. <laughs> That's oh, all yeah. I got. <laughs> I will say, everybody, I will say, if you want to hear our thoughts on Justin Herbert joining the Pittsburgh Steelers, listen to Under the Lights. We have a nice big discussion on that. Could happen. Could happen. Just take that 10 off of Trubisky and give it to Herbert at this point. We will see. But moving on into the Saturday slate, we had three Saturday games, and this one was actually good. Once the third quarter started, the first half the score was only seven to three between the minnesota vikings and the cincinnati Bengals. but the vikings scored 10 in the third seven in the fourth the cincinnati Bengals scored 21 points in the fourth quarter and then won in overtime this was a good game nick moans 26 to 33 303 passing yards two touchdowns two interceptions dan smith you and i watched this game together in person before the steelers how did you view this game what did you like about um you know i thought it was honestly a a little jake browning revenge tour you know what i'm saying he got cut by minnesota a couple years ago and uh here he is kind of winning on his former team um they i mean the game looked pretty boring first uh first two quarters and then it really picked up like once at 24 24 but overall um Good. It was a, it was interesting to watch. Um, Nick Mullins, he's never, he's he's always been pretty terrible <laughs> since San Francisco. He's never been a not even not even a good backup. Like I wouldn't like like yeah, you have your backups, but like he's not even a good backup. I would not want him as my I, him or him or Mitchell Trubisky. Like I really don't know who's worse, but. He just I, I, he shouldn't be playing. He shouldn't be on that roster at the end of the season. I'm not gonna lie, and I don't, I honestly don't think he will be. But um, it was a good game to watch, though. I will say with Nick Mullins, he was at least able to get his ball to his top receivers, unlike Mitch Trubisky. Okay, so here's my question, though, not to cut That's you off. Yeah. Between Nick Mullins, Mitch Trubisky, and Simeon uh, from the Jets. Jets, Jets, who do you take? Get it to start someone. Nick Mullins. Because he proved he can at least get the ball to his receiver, unlike the other two. If you he Nick Mullins is not a great passer. He had two very bad interceptions, but he can at least throw the ball downfield. It was proven. He had three hundred and three passing yards. That is something I will never see Mitch Trubisky do. I'll probably never see Trevor Simeon do that. So 
at least he was able to move the ball a little bit. Jefferson had a nice game for his first legitimate game back. Addison went off, especially in fantasy football. I think he was the top receiver, too, in fantasy football, one of the top ones. But I would take Nick, Nick Mullins. I don't know. you have a different opinion, Dan? Um, if you give me the Trevor Simeon from the from his Broncos days, then yes. Nick, if you look back at what Nick Mullins did in San Francisco, I couldn't tell you one single game that he played in where he didn't have a fumble or a or an interception. There's he's always turning the ball over. Now Mitchell Trubisky, you look at him, he's more than he doesn't fumble, but the the direction that he throws his passes in. It's very uh, it's risky for any receivers. It's honestly, I I don't know if he's just a bad. I, I don't know what the problem is with him, but with him you're gonna get interceptions, less fumbles. Nick Mullins, you're gonna get fumbles and interceptions both ways. Trevor Simeon, I mean, if you like, if you give me what, if you give me him in the past, like for Denver, then I'm like, okay, maybe. So I I I'd, I'd go with Simeon over those two, but I mean, all three of them. Should be unemployed at the end of the year. So, uh, yeah, I have no. Jakey, th- what do you think? What do you think? I have no thoughts on the game. Real quick, I was doing a service at the time, and all I know is I decided to start Jordan Addison in fantasy, and you damn well better believe that was the best decision I did all that week. Um, yeah. Overall, from what I know of, Nick Mullins did a lot better than Geno Smith against uh when baltimore played gino and the seattle seahawks and gino got me two points on fantasy and nick mullins i started him in fantasy and got four points and he got hurt on the first drive and gino no, played the whole game are you saying that nick is better than gino no i'm not i'm just saying that's all i know about him i know he had that he didn't get the quarterback sneak right is that how the game ended or did he fumble he did not get the quarterback sneak, but it was mainly his O line that kind of sold that. Told him, yeah, I saw that he was very upset about that. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I if you go back to 2018, Mr. Trubisky, well, he wasn't too bad back then. Yeah, when he took the Bears to the playoffs, that's really hard though. So really I will hard. say, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to agree with Dan on this one. I will say, I like how we're talking about Trevor Simeon, and we haven't even gone to the Jets yet. But oh, you, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> I will say, though, a couple of big things happened in this game. Uh, T. Higgins had one of the best catches of the year. Is that it catch was, of the year? It's up there, in my opinion. I mean, T. Higgins has probably some of the strongest hands in the league. He can, no, when he jumps up, when he jumps up and goes for a big contested catch, a lot of the time he gets it. You know what it reminds me of? I disagree. It reminds me of when Antonio Brown uh, reached across the goal line to punch the Steelers to the win the AFC North. Now, granted, it didn't win the Bengals the AFC North. I know this, but that was a legendary moment. I feel like this, like, honestly, as soon as Burrow got hurt, everyone said, oh, the Bengals are down. They're in the playoffs right now with Jake Browning. Give credit to Jake Browning. Give credit to Jake Browning. He's one of he's proving that he can be one of the better backups, not a starter. Let's just say that Jake Browning will not be a starter in this league, in my opinion. But he is proving that he could be one of the more reliable backups, in my opinion, in a league where I think the backup quarterback position has become more valuable 
than ever before. So this is a great year for Jake Browning, in my opinion. But I will say this for when we predict the next Bengals game, which is actually against the Pittsburgh Steelers, Jamar Chase is not expected to play in that game too. So take that into consideration when we make our predictions as well. But Steelers versus Colts. Moving on. Broncos versus Lions. If you want to hear Steelers versus Colts, go to Under the Lights. Make sure we all rant. We talk about Justin Herbert. We don't talk about Justin Field. We were talking about Justin Field today, that he could be a Pittsburgh Steeler. Um, But make sure, Under the Lights, go check it out. Yeah, yeah. Check out our Steelers rants on Under the Lights. I don't feel like talking about them here. Congrats to the Colts. You are still in the playoffs. Gardner Minshew had a good game. Trey Sermon led the team in rushing that game. Shout out to Trey Sermon. Uh, Michael Pittman, still in concussion protocol. Not sure if he will play next week, so we will be monitoring that. But Broncos versus Lions. And we were actually watching this during the UFC pay-per-view, but Carlin and I, we both had a starter in fantasy football. In this game, Sam Laporta, Sam Laporta, and we were really rooting for him. I was rooting for Amonora St. Brown as well, but what a game for Sam Laporta. Three receiving touchdowns for the rookie tight end. Five catches, 56 receiving yards, three touchdowns. Amonora St. Brown had a fantastic game as well. Jared Goff had the best week of any fantasy quarterback. He had 31 points, five passing touchdowns as well. Both running backs did an incredible job. Great average. The defense shut down this Broncos offense. Russell Wilson, only at 223 passing yards and one passing touchdown. The running game for Denver was almost non-existent. 83 total yards between everybody, but no running back really took off. A dominant win for the Lions. Absolutely dominant. I think the question is now, I'll ask both of you. The Lions are 10-4. and four. Same record as the Eagles, I believe now. I believe the same record as the Cowboys. Do you have faith in the Lions again, even with all the mishaps they have had this season? Do you have faith in them again? I feel like the Lions are like the Eagles. Obviously, if the Lions and the Eagles play one another, the Eagles are winning 100%. But the Eagles aren't beating the Niners or the Cowboys in the playoffs, unless if Philly has home field advantage in uh, – the whole playoffs, excluding San Fran, because San Fran's going to have the one seed, so they'll have to go to San Francisco. And the only way they beat San Francisco is if Party gets hurt. So, with that being said, um, I don't know. I think they'll get past the first wild card, just depending on who they play. Now, if they play Dallas or Philly, they're going to get a run for the money, like I said. But any other team, they should hopefully easily beat. Then again, they lost to Seattle earlier in the season. But... I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. Uh, though this is a good one for Detroit. And Denver was red hot. They were red hot. They've cooled off now. So we will see. But overall, a great game for Sam Laporta and Amar St. Brown. Broncos country did not ride this game. The ride has ended in this game, I will say. but Insert the ride meme. <laughs> insert all the memes. Oh, my. <laughs> but... I mean, the Broncos were red hot. The Lions needed a win like this, in my opinion. Because when you look at what they've done lately, pulling up their schedule, even though ESPN does not want to load, they had a humiliating loss to the Ravens earlier in the season. A top team there, and they got absolutely humiliated. They lost to the Packers on Thanksgiving. 
which honestly it's just a tale as old as time at this point. And they lost to the Bears, and their fourth loss was to the Seahawks in Week Two. But they were just very streaky, in my opinion. Nearly blew a lead against the Saints as well. Nearly blew a lead, but they got a big win against the Broncos. The rest of their schedule is the Vikings this week on Christmas Eve. Then they play the Cowboys in prime time. And then they play the Vikings again. That is the rest of the Bears' schedule. Uh, the Bears. We're talking about the Lions. Yeah. Also. Wait. Um, yeah, you said yeah. the Bears. Oh, I said the Bears. Also, okay, well, it's the Lions' schedule. My bad. I do want to say one thing. Yes, the loss to Green Bay on Thanksgiving hurt, and I'm sure the loss to the Bears hurt. But you have to remember the other thing. It's division opponents. Normally, every year, you can give at least one win to each team. Unless uh, you're talking about 2008 Lions who went 0-16. But other than that, it's normally you beat your opponent once and then you lose once to them. So those divisions don't scare me. The only one that does is the Ravens. And where's the Dallas game? Where's the Dallas game? Oh, man. Of course I had to go right off of it. but You're welcome. Yeah, I'll have to verify that at some point. ESPN is not loading for me at the moment. That's spectacular. John is dealing with some shaky Wi-Fi here, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, um, it's about a lot of the families using the Wi-Fi right now, but it is what it is. Shout out to you guys. It yeah. is in uh it's in Dallas. It's a it's Dallas not home win. It's not really a primetime game though. It's 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 at eight fifteen at night. Don't get me wrong, but it's a Saturday prime time. game. Still, Saturday. still the top watch game at the time. I, I'm excited for that game next week though. Ooh, Dallas, D, ooh, ooh, Sam Laporta. Ooh, oh, we'll see, we'll see. Dan Smith, your thoughts? You got any? Sorry, I was talking to my dad. You know, I do want to revisit your previous question. About if I, if I have, if I still have faith in the Lions, no, oh, no, not at all. Um, a... As much as I would like to, there's teams teams this year are very fifty fifty, and e- you can even say the same about the Forty ers which is which is the, flat out the best team in football. You don't going into any game. You don't know who who who's gonna win. Like you really can't be like you know what. I can see, I, I can see, I, I can see the Lions winning this just because of how outright good they are. Like, let's let's just say the Jets for example. Let Seattle last night. People had strong feelings about Philadelphia, and you and you, like them going into Seattle and and Drew Locke leads game winning drive. Jackson Smith the Jigba. I mean, you never know nowadays. You you don't you don't know what's going on this year. And Detroit is so 50-50 wishy-washy. And we're getting so close to the postseason. And more than likely, more than likely they're not going to get a home game. So them on the road, whenever they already play 50-50, it's not a good mix. And I don't think with that in mind, I don't have faith that they can even go very far in the postseason. Did, did you say Detroit might not have a home game? Yes, depending on how they finish. You don't know. I mean, True. they would have to lose out, and then what? Green Bay would have to win out, or something like that. Well, if if they have a if they have a home game in the first round, it's one game. Yeah, that's that's all that's they got. Game. Then then they get then they got to go somewhere in the uh, 
they got to go somewhere second round, and who knows how that's going to play out. So I have a question for you, and John, you can answer this too. If the Lions march in to Dallas on New Year's Eve Eve, and they win on prime time, does your opinion change? In Dallas? In Dallas. It's in Dallas. I have a little bit more faith. A little bit more. Yeah, I would say, I mean, every team, I mean, Dan even mentioned the 49ers, every team in this league, the good and the bad teams have had their bad moments. The Lions have had their bad moments. 49ers had that three-game losing streak. Chiefs have lost some close ones. Ravens lost to the Steelers. I mean, that alone says a lot. Dolphins can't win against good teams. Dallas can't win away against good teams. So every team has their struggles this year. There is no really true juggernaut except the 49ers when healthy. That's it. That's the only juggernaut in the league. But you take away one of Purdy's weapons and they're not a juggernaut anymore, in my opinion. But if the Lions do beat Dallas in Dallas, I do think they are more contenders, in my opinion. But I think they will win the division if they could at least beat Minnesota at least once. They have to play them twice. So... I do have faith in Dallas, depending on if they can win. But, Carlin, I'm going to give you host duties now because in case my connection goes out again. So take it away, my bud. All right, all right, all right. Let's move on to the Sunday slate. Let's talk about the game that would have been one of the greatest endings in NFL history, in my opinion. Chicago and Cleveland. Cleveland wins 20-17, to barely. Joe Flacco. Is looking like himself in the old days. He had two picks, I think it was. Um, Joe Flacco, three. Three, three picks. Sorry, thank you. 374 yards, Rashawn Johnson, 36 rushing yards, Amari Cooper, 109 pat receiving yards. Sorry. Um, but I think the thing to talk about at the end of this game was the Hail Mary. The Hail Mary that could have been. Justin Fields had little time left. Uh, we were actually talking about this in the car, and Dan pointed out something good. The Bears, at the end of the second half, decided to go for the Hail Mary instead of taking the points, right, instead of kicking a field goal. Didn't do that. Didn't get the points. At the end of the game, Justin Fields heaves it down the field, and all the players jump up for it. You know, no one gets it. Gets knocked down into Darnell Mooney's hands. He's on the ground. All he has to do is just hold on to the ball, and the ball Balls out of his hands, gets kicked up in the air. The Browns get the ball, take the knee, win the game. Um, but overall, what a very exciting game. I think Justin Fields is going to stick around with the Bears next year. Um, we'll have to see what happens. Dan is shaking his head. No, I would love to hear that in a second. But final thought for me is I would love, 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 love to see Cleveland versus the Ravens in the playoffs. Joe Flacco versus his old team. That would be a fantastic playoff game, but you almost lost to the Bears. Also, all of the AFC North teams have beat all the NFC North teams this year when they played. So just saying, AFC North is the best division out there. Dan, sure. though, Justin Fields isn't going to stick with the Bears, you think? I think it's honestly in their best interest that they move on from them. Um, and I honestly, as a Steelers fan... We got to get one of the Justins. We got to get Justin Fields or Justin Herbert. We got to get one of the Justins. Um, I I could see Chicago moving on from him, and I can also see them drafting a receiver early on. But real quick, 
Eberflus. Before the half, they, um, I believe it was four, fourth, uh, fourth and two, I think. Couple seconds left. Um, they're about 30, 40 yards away, I believe, from kicking field goal, three points on the board potentially, right before half. Um, they ended up going for it. Uh, Hail Mary before the half, which they didn't get. But if you think about that, if they if they go for that, the game is a lot. It's set up differently. There might not be there might not be an overtime. There might not like there might not be uh, it might not be a clo- like as close at the end. It might not be any of that stuff. The end of the game with the hell. So Eberflus, that's first off that horrible coaching. Um, I could also I could see Chicago moving on from him at the end of the year. I could also see. I mean, it's he, he, Eberflus is just flat out bad. But end of the game, Darnell Mooney. Um, if you look really close at it, it's his leg actually hits the ball out. It fell in his lap, and he had it, but I believe his knee or his uh, shin hit the ball, and then it popped free. Well, I think it was he grabbed the ball. It landed on his lap. It bounced off his lap, and then his leg kicked it away. Or something yeah. like that. Yeah. If his leg didn't pop up in the first place, it probably would have landed in this in the vicinity of him. But it, you know, unfortunately, it flew backwards. But that's something you got to control whenever you're on the ground as a receiver. But it's that's a tough that's a tough fifty uh, fifty ball to win. Yeah, I mean, I think at least me personally with Darnell Mooney, I'm not as mad at him for dropping that. I mean, when you watch it in real time. It's kind of a bang-bang type of play, so he probably wasn't ready for it. He was just laying on the ground, and the ball just popped right on his lap, so he probably wasn't ready for it. But Darnell Moody, in general, this season, has just been extremely underwhelming, even when he looked beyond this game. He only had two grabs for 14 yards. Hasn't had many impact games, in my opinion. But with the Bears, I told you my opinion with them while we were driving today. But I do think... I think they will draft Caleb Williams. I'm not saying I agree with it. I know Carlin thinks that they should keep him and build around him, which honestly you could easily do that. Draft Marvin Harrison and also the Penn State tackle. But I think especially if they fire Matt Eberflus, then I think they're going to want a clean slate, new quarterback on a new rookie deal as well. Draft Caleb Williams with the first overall pick. Then even draft a receiver with the next pick. Even if Marvin Harrison Jr. is not there, Keon Coleman, Odunze are both available as well. So I think there's a lot of options for the Bears. They have a lot of decisions. Even Matt Eberflus, it's no guarantee. Yeah, an iffy game. I will say, though, the Bears' defense has greatly improved over the past couple of weeks. They've actually been a pretty good defense. Only gave up 13 against the Lions. Only gave up 10 against the Vikings. So the Bears defense has slightly improved a bit but the browns they're nine and five with joe flacco and carlin i think you had a comment about joe flacco if the browns make a playoffs care to say what that comment was if the browns make the playoffs i think he should be comeback player of the year it's not a bad take if i mean he was just sitting on his couch for the majority of the season he was ready to get ready for thanksgiving dinner and they called him up and said yo we need you he said okay yeah i mean it's not so, a bad comeback. I have a question for you. Let's talk like 30 seconds about Justin Fields real quick. Steelers trade for him. What do you give up for him? 
third. third Probably a third pick. round pick. Something like that. Do you think that. he's worth higher than that, Dan? <laughs> yes. I'd say second at most. I don't I don't think he's been playing like a first round quarterback, but I'd say a second and maybe like a f- we could probably we could probably finesse and do like a second and like a fifth and that's it maybe that like that's just Nolan it. Ryan Poles he would accept it. Yeah. The only thing that would save Justin Fields in my opinion is if they get a head coach that absolutely loves Justin Fields and says we can build off of him or they keep Eberflus, which they shouldn't. He's horrible. We just talked about why he's horrible, but we'll yeah. see. I will I will just say this with Justin Fields. If they choose to keep him for at least one more season, they are taking a big risk, in my opinion, because this is one of the best quarterback drafts we're going to get for a while. If Justin Fields is not the guy next season, then whatever quarterback they're going to get in the draft then is not going to be as good as it is in this year's draft. So it would be a risk, in my opinion, to keep him, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, And we won't see the Bears next year whatsoever. The following year, the Steelers will play the Bears. Um, The schedule is always out. I wanted to see if we would. Justin Fields could have his revenge game in two years against Caleb Williams. Imagine how crazy that would be. But let's move on. Tampa Bay and Green Bay. Tampa Bay won 34-20. Baker Mayfield, 381 passing yards. Rashad White, 89 rushing yards. Chris Godwin, 155 receiving yards. Um, Dang, what a game. Baker Mayfield has been to Lambeau in the three times in the past three years. Isn't that crazy? Very crazy. He went with the Bucks, the Rams, and the Panthers, was it? Could have been. Who was it? Or the Cleveland, Browns, maybe? maybe. Maybe Cleveland, yeah. I'm Actually, not, it I'm probably not... was Cleveland. I think it was Cleveland. It might have been Cleveland. I think you're right. But, hey, Green Bay was red hot. Green Bay was truly red hot. You beat Kansas City. Um, you barely lose to uh, the Giants. But then, obviously, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay was a big game, and they lost. I don't think... Here's the thing. Jordan Love has sat on the couch, essentially, watching Aaron Rodgers play for three years once they drafted him. Now it's his time to play, and he hasn't been doing bad, but he hasn't been doing great. Remember, the Steelers beat him. Granted, we should have never beat them, but we did. Um, Overall, though, I, I have a question for you, uh, John and Dan. Baker Mayfield. He's not doing bad in Tampa. Now, he's not playing like crazy, crazy good. But do you move on from Baker or do you keep Baker? Because there's some people out there that are saying keep Baker Mayfield. I would love to hear your take on it. Um, I would say it's a keep him for another year. if Because I do think they still have needs around the team. And I don't think he's been bad enough. A little inconsistent. This game was obviously... One of his better games. I'll, I'm going to say something about the Packers in a bit. But for at least for Baker Mayfield, I do think I do think he's good enough, in my opinion, just for now. But he's obviously not the long-term answer, but he has not been bad, in my opinion. So if, obviously, with your pick this year, do you still draft a quarterback and then have him sit behind Baker? Nah, if you if you draft a quarterback, if the Bucks do that, they would probably move on from Baker, in my opinion. Yeah, but then again, Baker could show him the ropes. 
It could. He could. Yeah. But here's the thing. It, it all depends what they do with Baker. It really, really does. I want to hear Dan Smith's thoughts, but he's talking to his dad real quick. So, John. Oh, no, I got uh, you. Oh, you. About got Baker Mayfield? Yeah, Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Look, look. I think they keep him for one more year. He signed a one-year, one $4 million contract, and he's not playing bad. You know, he it's his first year in the system. He's got a good group around him. You know, he got Kate Otten, uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Um, I think he's fine. Todd Bowles is a bad head coach. Yes, 100%. He is a bad head coach. And that is also part of the problem with I see some of the flaws in that offense and, and that in that team in general. Um. I say you send him to one more year and see how he does. If he does kind of, you know, average, maybe even above average, you extend him maybe two years. And we you just gotta see over time. Um something to think about is if he's doing if he's doing average right now um with Todd Todd Bowles, maybe the Bucks look elsewhere and see how he does with somebody else. Yeah, true. I, I think I think they extend him one more season just to see how he does. I agree. I, I'm I'm yeah. leaning the same way. Um, you have anything else to say, John, about this game? Oh, I do. I well, gotta I say one to thing. Hear I, lo- um, I would love to hear because we gotta talk about why the Packers lost this game in particular. We gotta talk about why they lost, and they lost because they probably have the worst defensive coordinator in all of football right now, Joe Barry, on Twitter. During the game, he was trending number one over any anyone else. Out of all the games going on, Joe Barry was trending number one on Twitter because he is an absolutely horrendous defensive coordinator. With all the talent that the Packers have on defense, how do they allow Baker Mayfield to have an absolute perfect game? They allow Chris Godwin to have his best game of the season by a lot. They let Rashad White actually look like a good running back rushing the ball, too. I mean, they made Baker Mayfield look like Tom Brady on the Bucks. That is saying something right there. Yes, Baker Mayfield should be respected a bit, but he has never been this good. And I think Joe Barry made him this good. You even look at last week against the Giants. How do they allow Tommy DeVito to have the easiest game-winning drive possible? The easiest passes they'd allow Tommy DeVito to have. It's absolutely embarrassing, in my opinion, and I don't know why Joe Barry still has a job. That is why the Packers lost this game. They got lucky against the Chiefs because the Chiefs don't have receivers at the moment, and they and they lost to the Lions as well. So their defense is just way too inconsistent, in my opinion. So they got to move on from Joe Barry if they ever want to be legitimate, in my opinion. Indeed. Um, we got to take, we got, I agree. I agree with what you're saying about Joe Barry. Now, remember Jair Alexander has been out uh, several games. He's a big, he's a big part of that defense. Um, and not having him on there, he, he would probably lock down either Mike Evans or, or Chris Godwin, probably Mike Evans, if he was playing that game, but your comment about Baker Mayfield about how he's like never been like that. If you really think about it, and I'm not talking about college, like the Heisman winner, Oklahoma, all that. Don't don't forget that. Don't forget don't don't forget that Heisman trophy. But second, I'm off, saying I'm saying this season on the Bucks has never looked because, this good. 
on the Bucks this year, no. But he like if you go back to his Cleveland days, he single handedly, in my opinion, he single handedly turned the Browns organization around. Oh, he did. One eighty. One eighty. I don't everything. disagree. Everything. Yeah. In my comment, it was more of Baker Mayfield this season with the Bucks. That's what I meant. He looked the best he ever did this season. I I think because of Packers defense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know Baker Mayfield didn't obviously get traded to get out for Deshaun Watson. But do you think down the line that the Browns might regret getting rid of Baker Mayfield and getting Deshaun Watson? I I am saying no, he's shaking his head. I don't think they'll regret it. I don't think Baker was going to be the long-term answer. <laughs> I don't think Watson. he was going to end up... Well, Watson's a different story. But at least Baker Mayfield, you have four years with him. I, I don't think he was going to be their long-term answer. I think Baker Mayfield's a good quarterback, but I don't think he's going to be just a franchise guy in this league. Yeah. So I don't hate the decision. Yeah. Uh, I think we're gonna say something, Dan. All right. Oh, me? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, well, Deshaun Watson's contracts for five years. I don't think even Deshaun Watson playing on a bad day, I still think he's kind of equal to Baker Mayfield. There's like you can't forget the way that Deshaun Watson played ball. You can't forget that. Um, I don't think Baker Mayfield fits in the brown system anymore i think that he i think that he set the standard whenever he was in cleveland and i think he set the standard very well but in the system that kevin stefanski has in there now i don't think if you swapped baker and deshaun or not even just that but if if they even got uh, baker down the line i don't think i don't think he would fit as well in that system maybe as a backup but not as a starting quarterback. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. So this next game, we're going to spend a little bit of time, not too, too much time. And then the next three games after that, we're just going to fly by because they're pointless. And we're going to get to that. Quickly, though, Houston and Tennessee. Houston won 19-16 in overtime. Crazy thing is Case Keenum played for the Texans and won them this game. Case Keenum had 229 passing yards, Devin Singletary 121 rushing, Noah Brown 82 receiving. Uh, and right now, it is confirmed, it's not confirmed, but it's most likely that CJ Stroud will not play this week. No. Yes. Yes. CJ yeah. Stroud will not yeah. play this week against the Browns. Most likely. So when you take most that, likely. make that and most likely. Yeah. When you consider that for your pick this week. Um, Tennessee, man. I wonder if Will Levis is their long-term answer. Last year, before this year, they drafted Malik Willis. Then they drafted Will Levis, which, honestly, it took forever for Will Levis to get off the board. Joey Porter Jr. went before Will Levis. Um, And then I think a couple more picks, and then Will Levis finally went. Uh, But yeah, Will Levis did get hurt towards the end of this game. I couldn't really watch Red Zone the whole time. I was trying to here and there. But I did see the game-winning kick for this game. Um, and overall, I think the biggest takeaway from this and this game, in my opinion, is that the fact that Tennessee wore the Oilers uniforms against Houston <laughs> when Houston is truly the Oilers. I think that's the funny part. But 
Anyways, Very your guys' thoughts. I will say this. The, re- <laughs> the reason why Will Levis got injured is because he was sacked seven times in this game. His O-line did not help him one bit at all, in my opinion. He did not even have a bad game either. He had a pretty good game for a rookie. I do think, I can't say he's the long-term answer. It's way too early, but he has looked impressive, in my opinion. They'll roll with him next year, and they have a shot. They had a shot at potentially getting a franchise guy, but the Texans won with Case Keenum. Very impressive. In my opinion, Noah Brown stepped up as the top receiver. Dalton Schultz had an incredible grab in this game. The ball was intercepted, and Dalton Schultz ripped it out of the defender's hands. And I think with the Titans, I believe it was Chris Moore who did something very identical. He ripped the ball out of Desmond King's hands later in the game, too. So there were a couple nice grabs in this game. I want to shout those out, definitely, but... This was a much-needed win for the Texans. They're 8-6. and six. They won't have Shroud against the Browns, most likely. But this was a much-needed game if they want to stay in the playoff hunt. They're tied with the—they have the same record as the Colts. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe now they have the same record as the Jaguars, too. So it's tight. And if the Texans want to compete, even for the division, it is still up there. But they got to keep winning. Next week's going to be a big task, and hopefully they get Stroud back soon because I've enjoyed watching Stroud. Yeah. Um, I don't think – I mean, the Titans have four years to determine if Will Levis is their future. They, they got four years on his rookie contract left. Or, well, after this season, three more. Um, but, I, Carlin, your, your, your quote-unquote biggest takeaway is it, – it's pretty cool. But um, I think the biggest takeaway from this game, D'Amico Ryan's defense. I think it, I think it looks crisp. Very good. I think is the I think D'Amico Ryan's defense looks crisp, and I think if Houston, what are they eight and six? Eight and six. I think if they can somehow manage to win without C.J. Stroud next week, and they can get, like, Nico to a tanks out for the year, but if they can get Nico back, and if they can get a, a healthy, a, a ready team for the postseason, they could be, like, they could be a very um, sneaky underdog to take in these upsets. I, I like yeah. I like Houston a lot. I will just say with Houston, too, before I give it back to you, Carlin. Houston Texans were the second worst team in the league last season. And now they're a playoff team. That it's just crazy. shows how much a head coach can do. I think if they make the playoffs, Demeco Ryan should be coach of the year. In my and opinion. a quarterback. And a quarterback. And a quarterback. Oh, yeah. I do want to say one thing as well. Um, I feel like we've always talked about this. The seventh round, uh, the seventh uh, team that makes the playoffs, sorry. We always say that, like, eh, they're like, they shouldn't be there. No seventh team is one. I feel like whoever is the seventh team this year who makes the playoffs, at least in the AFC side of things, uh, has a really good shot. Yeah. The AFC is wide open. The NFC, I think you have your top four teams, but the AFC, anybody can win it, in my yeah. opinion. Honestly. But these next three games, we're just going to fly by them real quick. Um, because, let's be honest, Miami scored 30 points on the Jets, and the Jets didn't even score a single touchdown or a single point. 
30 nothing Miami, two a tongue of a low 224 yards. Raheem Mostert, 42 rushing yards. Jalen Waddle, 142 receiving. And no Tyree Kill. So I think the big thing to take away is that Zell Wilson played with a concussion. And I think John read the tweet in the cards saying that Zach Wilson had a concussion and tried to hide it from everyone. Clearly. For a while. Yeah. Clearly <laughs> For didn't a little work. Bit. And he got benched. Um, and there will be no Aaron Rodgers the rest of the season. The Dolphins dropping 30, though, is the Dolphins thing. But Jets are under 500. That's my takeaway. Dan. All right. I have a question. I saw this. Um, I saw this on ESPN the Sports Center this morning. I want to ask you guys. Yes. Are the Dolphins really good, or are the Jets just that bad? I think the Dolphins are good against bad teams. They are really good against but bad teams. I want to. The Jets <laughs> beat the Eagles. Yeah, but that but that's the, not the, my question though. That's not my question. Dolphins. I know it's not your question. The Eagles beat the uh, Dolphins, and the Dolphins lost uh dolphins beat the jets and the jets beat the eagles i would say so, man, are, the, so are the dolphins really are the dolphins really that good or are the jets just like actually just that bad the like, jets, jets are, are that, that bad. bad they're jets offense, are that bad yeah the jets offense is that bad i do want to clarify one thing he wasn't benched from the game he started feeling concussion symptoms didn't report them at first but then he couldn't hide it so he was ruled out they ne- they never got, like benched him. I got in particular. I got um, but yeah. I will say one thing though. First, shout out to Jalen Waddle. Great game without Tyree Kill playing. Had a fantastic game on my fourteen man team. Really loved it. Tua looked great, in my opinion. Tua looked very good, in my opinion. But this, this can always talk about fantasy, bro. <laughs> I, I always got. I, I, I got sh- to give the shout. Hey, we don't do fantasy episodes anymore, so sometimes we got to no, shout. We don't. But Miami beats all of the bad teams pretty easily, in my opinion. Won forty-five to fifteen against the Commanders. Again, they beat the Jets twice in dominating fashion. I'm um, looking at others. Beat the Patriots twice. Dominated the Panthers. Dominated the Broncos, seventy to twenty. Next week is the test between the Cowboys and the Dolphins. Both are 10 and 4. Both are very good at home. And the Miami Dolphins will be at home. And both struggle against good teams. So the next week is going to be very, very interesting. My my screen's just like, I know, I know. My screen's just like a thing. It was kind of weird. I do want to point out one thing. Remember, this is basically the same Miami team from last year. I'm saying basically. And this Miami team struggled to beat the Jets last year. The Jets have regressed, though, a lot, in my opinion. Nathaniel Hackett. They have. Offensive coordinator. But I'm saying Tua matters. So. All right, next game. Kansas City, New England. Taylor Swift was in attendance. um, And Travis Kelsey decided to flop on the ground in front of her. (laughs) <laughs> did you see that I'm I'm not talking about what uh, Taylor Swift said I'm talking about when Travis Kelsey fell to the ground uh, and they're like that's not that's DPI when the bro literally oh, flopped yeah. on the ground that was a sell yeah that's that what I'm flop. talking about that's what I'm talking about uh, Patrick Mahomes 305 yards Clyde Edwards Hilaire had 37 rushing Rasheed Rice 91 receiving leaders John and Dan you guys love Rasheed Rice oh yeah Oh yeah, 
Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice. He has ascended as the top wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. He is the best receiving option on that team, better than Travis Kelsey right now over the past couple weeks. Rasheed Rice has been the top option. And honestly, he and Kelsey are the only options because Kadarius Toney continues to have weekly bad plays. We talk about it on Under the Lights if you want to check that out. But I am happy for Rasheed Rice. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, shout to him real quick. This is the last point I'm going to make with the Chiefs. First round pick out of LSU. Incredible on that LSU team. The team with Joe Burrow, Jefferson, Jamar Chase, even Thaddeus Moss. I'll give a shout to him too. But Clyde Edwards-Alaire was the starting running back on that team. And I was very excited to see him on the Kansas City Chiefs. And I don't think the Chiefs ever utilized him the proper way. Because I thought he could have been one of the top receiving backs in the league. And they never really used him as a receiving back. They used him as the main rusher. And I don't think they utilized him properly. But he got a shot here, and he had an amazing grab for a touchdown. Absolutely amazing grab. He had four receptions for 64 receiving yards. So I know Pacheco's going to be a starter next week again, but I do hope Clyde Edwards-Alaire gets a shot on another team once his contract runs out. I just want to say that real quick. Dan? Anything you want to talk about? John touched on absolutely everything. He nailed it. Um I don't even know what to say. I mean, like I he, actually, I was, I was actually going to say the same thing about Clyde. I really, because I don't think Kansas City is going to keep him, so I hope he gets a second shot somewhere else. Because he, he looked, he looked fresh. He looked, he looked real fresh. Um, Rasheed Rice is a different dog. He's a different animal. He's, a, and I don't. Do you guys know? Is Justin Ross? Is he hurt? No, he had. He was arrested for something. Really? Because he was. Yeah. He was great at LSU. I like well, not great, but he was a good he was a good baller at LSU, and I uh, I had a Clemson? lot of faith for him or Clemson, whatever. Yeah. I had a lot of faith for him whenever he was a uh, um, Kansas City. Like what 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 happened? Got, there was like some legal thing that happened. I don't want to oh, say crazy. anything. I don't want to no, say anything fair. without confirming it. But yeah, there was like some legal issues or something. Interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. I will say, oh. though, with the Patriots, real quick, yes. just real quick, one quick point. The fact that the Chiefs beat the Patriots easily and the Steelers couldn't is just sad. That's all I got to say. Not easily. The Patriots had a 10 nothing lead for a while. For a bit, but the Chiefs for won. They were able to do their job, unlike one team. We're the I worst a, team in football. I have a thought with the uh, Patriots, but I want to get to it in a minute. Uh, let's move on, though. Football. New York and New Orleans. New Orleans, 124-6. Derek Carr, 218 yards. Alvin Kamara, 66 yards. Darius Slayton, 63 receiving yards. Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito. My backup, backup fantasy quarterback. I love him. Um, He got hurt. He got into a concussion. Um, So he didn't play the rest of the game. It would have been very interesting to see what would have happened if he never got hurt. Uh, overall, the Giants just can't score points. So we'll have to see. I mean, they have big decisions coming up because I still believe that Daniel Jones isn't the guy. And I hope Tommy DeVito is because Tommy DeVito is from Jersey and he's just a Jersey boy. I think it's very funny with this whole motion of the hand. I just, I love it. I think it's awesome. Um, And he's been winning them football games. <coughs> Bro, he's been winning. <laughs> you laugh all you want. But he... <laughs> Tommy DeVito has been wearing, making the New York Giants win football games. Yeah. You know who didn't do this? Daniel Jones. 
I mean, he's three and one in his. Um, he's three and one, so. And he got hurt in the one loss. So, actually, no. That well, that'd be three and two then. Actually, I think. Okay. Yeah. Point is, he's been doing a lot more than Daniel Jones has. And I know right. Daniel Jones is hurt and he's out for the season, but I still think New York overpaid him a lot, a lot. And now the Saints, real quick, you can still win the NFC South, but Derek Carr is hot garbage. Man. He looked good. He looked good this past week, though. He, he looked good. Wasn't he bad. did look good this past I liked week. Him. Also, he always has the check down on Camara, which is Camara is always good for. Um, is it Camara, Camara, Camara? Camara. I was gonna say I feel like I'm saying that wrong. Yeah, but he always says the checkdowns at Camara. Um, so we'll see. But I don't think Derek Carr's your franchise guy either. Vegas got rid of him for a reason, and Devonte wanted to go play with him. So we will see. Uh, overall, New Orleans wins, and this is a push for them to win the NFC South because it is still wide open. Uh, right now, uh, Tampa Bay is up a game against the Falcons, and we're going to get to that next. And we'll love to talk about that. But overall, good win for New Orleans. They're all better than the Steelers. Man. They're all better than the Steelers. Oh, man. I will just say, though, I will just say, Tommy DeVito won't be a Daniel Jones, but Daniel Jones was overpaid, in my opinion. But... The Saints, I mean, this was a game. I don't want to stay on this game too long. Saints won 24-6, still win these games, but I don't know. Derek Carr was good. The division is just completely awful this season. We've covered it enough. I don't know who's going to win the division. I thought it was going to be the Saints at first. That's how we predicted it. Then we were saying the Falcons. Now it's looking like it's the Bucks, but it's anyone's division at this point. So anything can happen, but good win for the Saints. They are still in it i won't lie at the beginning of the year i can't believe i did this i predicted the panthers would win it what yeah i remember that i did and i had confidence going in i don't know why i i liked what they had built i you know before the season started like you look at like all like if you look at it on paper you like bryce young who was coming off a great season at alabama Miles Sanders, who had a great season at Philly, um, he's a Pittsburgh kid. Um, Thielen. Thielen, DJ Chark, um, they have Hayden Hurst. Like, if you, if you look on paper, like, and then you go on the defensive side, uh, like, J.C. Horn, Brian Burns, um, they, they had some other good corner. I, I, I'm blanking, but Dante Jackson, I think. Yeah, like I mean, like, if you look at it, it makes sense. That's what I'm saying, and that's why I was like, like this, like I could see these, I could see these uh, puzzle pieces aligning. I can see them getting put together here. I could see this going far this year. I could see them maybe going like two games over 500, maybe one, and winning the division because it's just a bad division. Yep. Well, I was far from that. So very, very far from that. Do you have any yeah. other thoughts from this game? Um, not really. I mean, the the South is just. I'm not interested in it. Like, it's just not interesting to me or probably a lot of people out there besides the fans, in my opinion. Did yeah. you all, I, one thing is, did, did you see um, 10 minutes before kickoff? I think the Panthers <laughs> tickets were going for like four bucks. They were, they were 45 cents. 45 cents. Yeah, that, yeah that, that's – wow. 
let's great, let's great transition right yeah there. let's talk <laughs> about this game real quick Atlanta and Carolina Carolina won nine to seven Bryce Young 167 passing Chuba Hubbard 87 rushing Johnny Smith 61 receiving there's a lot to talk about this game real quick but first things first Hayden Hurts did you hear about what happened with him I might have. I don't know if he's playing or not. I don't want to confirm everything because I would have to research it. Um, John, I'm going to talk for like a solid minute if you want to Google what's going on with him. He basically is having a career ending. uh, I don't want to say injury, but he's having a career ending situation going on. It's really, really sad um, what's going on with Hayden Hurst. Is it cancer related? I but don't even know what you it is. guys keep talking about the game. I will look it up. But let's talk about this game real quick, okay? And let's talk about my other thing. Carolina won in a crowd less than a thousand people. That stadium was so empty. Granted, Carolina sucks. We know this. Atlanta trying to win the division, and it was pouring down rain. No wonder why tickets were going for 45 cents. After fees, it was $17, which, first off, is absolutely insane. That was going for $17 uh, after fees. Insane. But $17, go see a football game. I would do it. I mean, I'd be sitting in the pouring rain. It would suck, but I would do it. It's a football game. It's a football game. But I kind of agree with you, Dan. It makes sense on paper that Carolina should have done really well this year. Granted, Frank Reich is out. And I think Frank wanted – he's more of a mobile quarterback from my understanding. That's his offense. And Bryce Young is a general. He just sits in the pocket and he likes to throw it. Mm. That's what I've heard. From his college days, he like he could run when necessary. And he yeah. was quick on the feet. So, here and there. Um, and it makes sense on paper. But they traded up last year to get him. Now the Bears have the pick. But they are, what, two and whatever – and then New England 11, is one yeah. game behind. Just one game. If Carolina can somehow win two more games, New England moves up. And honestly, I think New England's going to get Caleb Williams. They're going to get Caleb Williams because I think the Bears are somehow going to get stuck with the second pick. Just throughout all this magic, I think this happens. And I know uh, we didn't really talk about this, but Belichick is basically going to be done at the end of the season. But the only way that's not true is if they get Kelly Williams, if they get the first overall pick. But then again, you might want to start fresh with a new quarterback. All right. Hold on. So do you think he's going to retire or do you think he's going to uh, get fired? I'll go, or... I'll go somewhere else. They will, mutually, they will mutually part ways. And I, I would say he goes somewhere else for a little how bit. Old, how old is he? Pretty old. old. I got something else looked up right now. Uh, Hayden I, Hurst, so I'm I not going to look at it. He's 71. Pete Carroll's 72. He's still he's, got it. He's still, he'll still be in there for a while. I could see him going to Los Angeles. I could see him going to Carolina, but no one wants to go to Carolina. It's a crap show down here from what I've heard. Um, but I'm surprised Carolina won on a game-winning field goal in the rain. What an absolute horrible game. But, John uh, – those are my thoughts. What did you Google about Hayenhurst? I'll start with that. So it's not career ending. I don't know where that came from. But I, it I, is season ending. Yes. I will say that. Um, 
He was diagnosed with post-traumatic amnesia following a concussion sustained on November 9th against the Chicago Bears. According to NBC Washington, that's what I'm on right now, Hurst called it a scary situation but added that it is not career-ending. I'm starting my return to play this week, so fingers crossed to make it back for the last few weeks. Actually, it might not even be season-ending after reading that. Yeah, so. it might not be season-ending. I'm sorry, I screwed that up. I swore it was career-ending, or like potentially, but he said not career-ending. <laughs> it's, not, it's not funny. It's just that it's funny that I screwed up. Oh, you know, I'm laughing at you, JD. Yeah, yeah, we know. We yeah, know. I'm yeah. terrible for Aiden Hurst. That's, oh, man. I've never heard of that. My, oh, no, but my prayers are with him, and hope everything's going well, and... um. Hopefully we'll see him back in the playing field. I will say this, though. I'm not even going to talk about the Falcons. They don't deserve it. Arthur Smith is not a good head coach. But oh, he's Carolina, Paul. Carolina, they they have no need to tank this season because they're tanking for nothing. They don't have the first overall pick. If they keep winning, they screw over the Bears, essentially, and their quest for the first overall pick. So Carolina, if they win, doesn't mean anything. So... They're not hurting themselves, losing a pick or anything. So keep on winning, Carolina. I'd like to see the Bears miss out on potentially Caleb Williams. And I do think if the Bears don't have the first overall pick and they don't get Caleb Williams, they could keep Justin Fields. Think about it. Just think about it. I don't understand how there's a lot of rumors going around that Arthur Smith is going to maintain his coaching job at the end of the season coming into next year. Whenever he just lost to a Panthers team that is that has a current interim head coach who was the special teams coordinator. I he was the special teams know. coordinator. How how is Arthur Smith? How do you lose to him? And as and as a front office, how can you sit there and say, you know what? He could still be our guy. He can still be our guy after he lose to a special teams coordinator on his interim head coach debut. I, I think it was his, actually no, I don't think it was debut, was but it was, debut. it was it was it first like first three games probably. I mean, like how how can you sit there and like I, fans? I, I know there. I, I don't think there's one Falcons fan out there that wants him to, to stick around, but that front office got to do something immediately because they they got to get Kyle Pitts out of there. He's wasting his career in Atlanta. I mean, get refreshed. Bijan's not getting used whatsoever. Desmond Ritter's a bum. Oh, my. Atlanta's the biggest joke in front of the Steelers. Steelers are the biggest joke, but yeah. Uh, I will just say, final thought. <laughs> final thought. The last thing that could help Arthur Smith is drafting a new quarterback or trading for fields. That's about it. Or the other thing. Todd Bull should have been fired at the end of the season last year, in my opinion. He should have never been head coach. You know why he stayed head coach? Because Tampa Bay won their division. The only way Frank Smith, uh, Arthur Smith, sorry, Arthur Smith, Arthur Smith. The only way Arthur Smith retains his job is if uh, if the Falcons win their division. Indeed. If they and win, if they, if they win, he'll stay there yes. another year. He will. And I don't see that changing because I still I still like Atlanta to win. Uh Real quick, moving on to this next game, Los Angeles and Washington. The Rams, to be exact. 
28 to 20. Uh, the Rams win. Matthew Stafford, 258 passing yards. Kyron Williams, 152 rushing. Uh, Terry McLaurin, scary Terry, 141 receiving yards. I got a question. Do you think Sam Howe will be the quarterback next year? Yeah. What? How are you mm-hmm. saying this with hesitation right now? I. He's leading the like, league in passing. Actually, no, he's not anymore. He fell well, off. He was. That. He was for like two weeks, two three weeks. He's he's cold off a bit. He's cold off a bit. But then again, he I has would... a horrible offense, and he has a horrible defense. Here's the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. Dude. I would say oh, yes. Really? I would say yes because they do need more help in a lot of positions. His O line is one of the worst. They traded away people on defense. I would say yes, but then again, my point that I've made, this is the best draft class for a bit. So, a lot of great prospects, but I would say he's still the starter next He's season. been sacked four, uh, nearly 40 times, which is the most in the league right now. Oh, it's in the 50s right now. It's in the 50s? It's in the 50s. That right there, if you're if you're a head coach, you should be able to look at that stat and be like, hmm. Is my quarterback the problem? No, no. The O line is the issue. You, there's no protection for that man whatsoever, and he's still being sacked fifty some times. Was it what fifty six, John? In the fifties, can't up. confirm right but, now. <laughs> well, yeah, in the fifties, but if, being sacked fifty some times and still and leading the league in passing for X amount of weeks, that's impressive. That you can't lie. That's impressive. And you're doing this with a mediocre offense, a mediocre scheme, everything. The commanders are... How many times do you think he's been sacked this season? Take a guess. Just take a guess. I think it was 56. John, take a guess. 59. 59. 59 sacks this man has had. And the fact that he was leading the league in passing for multiple weeks... That should say something. That that really should say something. With a mediocre scheme, a bad offense. I mean, you really. It, it's. I, I don't think there's a question. He should remain the quarterback for at least at least two more seasons. I'm not gonna. We'll lie. just say this. At, at least we'll say this. they need to go out and fix what they got wrong. Yeah, he did. He did get benched this game, and he was only sacked once against the Rams. That was it. So something to consider. Um, but it was a good win. The most the amount, too. most amount of sack uh, quarterback has been is David Carr with seventy six sacks. Interesting. He's and on he's pace out of the league. <laughs> that was in two thousand two. Yeah. I I uh, who's playing from two thousand two? You know, um, me. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't even born. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, any more thoughts from you guys from this game? Good win by the Rams. I don't want to stay on this game too long. Good win Cooper for them. Cup, They're still in it. How was Cooper Cup that wide open? Because he's Did that you good. see that? And also, and just the command- secondary is abysmal. Yeah, the the commander's defense is just horrendous. So that was the safety's fault. That was the safety's fault. They were they were in zone coverage, and he the safety bit on the receiver that stopped, and it was a comeback route, I believe. And the uh, the safety bit whenever he should have uh, stayed back in coverage. Yeah. All right. That's my scouting report. 
couple more games to talk about. Let's not stay on this next one too long because I think the next three are very mentionable. San Francisco and Arizona. San Fran 145 to 29. Brock Party 242. Passing yards. CMC 115 yards. Three touchdowns. Trey McBride 102 receiving. Trey McBride has been going off this season. Honestly, Arizona, like everyone said, they're going to be the worst team in the league this year. I don't think anyone predicted uh, Carolina to be the worst team, but Arizona hasn't been playing that bad. I mean, obviously, they have no defense. Um, their offense is minimum, and they still be, be the Steelers, which, honestly, I'm not surprised whatsoever. Um, but San Fran, man, they're they're still the top dog in the NFC. Uh, they're going to win the whole entire thing and be the NFC champions. Uh, will they be Super Bowl champions? We'll see. Uh, and I think this week game against the Ravens will tell. But we'll get to that. That's my thoughts. Real quick. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, John. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I got two things just to save some time. First thing, Niners are the best team in the league. If you want to hear our thoughts on Brock Purdy in particular, listen to Under the Lights. We go in depth on Brock Purdy and other MVP favorites. The Cardinals, they fell off completely. They did beat the Cowboys. We'll say that. They did beat the Cowboys. They have Kyler Murray, though he did have some bad picks. But he will still be their guy. And once they get Marvin Harrison Jr., I think that offense could look really good because they need a top option now. I don't even think – what's his name? Marquise Brown? Did he even – he didn't even play, it looks like. So they need another weapon. They need another weapon. That's all I got. Last thing I'm going to – well, the only thing I'm going to say is, listen, um, John, you touched on the our MVP uh, selections uh, for the, for the uh, under the lights. Um, mine was Dak Prescott, but I am formally saying this now. I want Brock Purdy. I'm saying this right here, right now. I want Brock Purdy, and this is why. Real quick, if you take if you take him out of that scheme right now, and you put and and you put Sam Darnold in there for the whole season, and he came in for for a brief moment, and you but if you put him in there for half the season, you will not see the same result from that quarterback that you will for Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, even though. He has fantastic weapons around him. Brock Purdy is a leader of is a leader of that team, and he makes the offense complete. If you put Sam Darnold in there, that whole scheme is jacked up. All right, I got a counter. Brock Purdy and Tom Brady said that Christian McCaffrey should be the MVP. Christian McCaffrey was the one that made that offense complete, John, in my opinion. Why would Brock Purdy go out on the air and say I should be MVP? But he said McCaffrey and John, Tom Brady, st- John. the GOAT. Why the would GOAT he... Tom Brady said McCaffrey. Why didn't he say Tyreek Hill? If Tyreek Hill gets over 2,000 yards, why didn't he say Tyreek Hill? Yeah, I will, okay. Yeah, I mean, Ignore, John. okay. Brock Purdy made – no. Christian McCaffrey made that offense complete. The offense was never complete, in my opinion, until McCaffrey came in. Jimmy G never got to run with that offense with Christian McCaffrey in it. He never did. Can I, can I say my opinion? I have a can counter as well. I want to say my oh opinion my. real quick. I want to say my opinion real, real quick. I think CMC or Tyreek Hill should win it, 100%. But it's a quarterback award. And with that being said, out of all the quarterbacks this year, he's played the best is Brock Purdy. And here's Brock Purdy's the leader. That's one, the John, John, that's on a counter. Because here, here's my counter to your quote-unquote counter. 
Brock, Tom Brady's saying that it should be uh, it should be Brock Purdy. Listen, he's just another human being in the air. Sure, it's Tom Brady, all these Super Bowls, I don't care. Everybody has their own predictions, and that's how it's going to work. So he's, his prediction and, and his belief of what it is, that's completely fine. Why? But I don't understand. How? Why would Brock Purdy sit back and say, oh, you know, I should be MVP on the air. I don't. Christian McCaffrey shouldn't I, I, be I it. Uh, Dak okay. shouldn't be it. It should be me. It, it should be Brock Purdy. Me, 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 me. Why? He would never do that. Never do that. He's always going to flash for the other guy on his team, and I agree with what you're saying. CMC, he completed that offense, but now that the scheme is built together and molded, the quarterback is usually the leader for every team, and Brock Purdy without in that scheme, if it was Sam Darnold or any other quarterback like that, even Josh Dobbs, even Nick Mullins, it would fall apart. Also, and also to say this, let's say CMC retires next year. He's not, but let's say he does, and he go. <laughs> Let's. I'm just saying, CMC is not part of the offense next year, and you go get another running back. Sure, the Niners' offense is going to be isn't going to be the, as it was today, but it's not going to be like a huge step down. I mean, CMC does get a lot of touchdowns and a lot of not a good few touchdowns, but he still got Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. It depends who you have line. in there. It really depends who you have in there. It does, but I'm saying. It just all depends. I think Purdy's going to win it. I don't think Purdy should. I think it should be CMC or Tyreek Hill. But since it is a quarterback award, it's going to Brock Purdy. I got one more. I, I, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Want to know one thing that's funny though? I was I was verifying this. I was looking through while you guys were talking. I was looking through the three games that the Niners lost. It's actually interesting. In the three games they lost, in the three games that Brock Purdy struggled in. Do you want to know who he did not have in all of those? It was actually Debo Samuel who was absent. Just something to consider right there. Well, in the three it. games where Brock Purdy's stats completely imploded, the one player that was not playing in all of those was Debo Samuel, and Christian McCaffrey left during that first one, too. Well, so that is something to consider there. Think about just, it this way. Just a train of thought. One more final thought. Think about it this way. Mahomes lost Tyreek Hill last year. Obviously, it didn't matter. Now, it's starting to matter. Travis Kelsey is playing good, but he's not playing fantastic like he has been. Mahomes doesn't have the weapons to throw to. Is Mahomes still an MVP quarterback? Well, this season, no. <laughs> in general. Yes. You know? I mean, he's still the best quarterback in the league. But also, year. it's... What's their, what's it's their record? 8-5, I think. Also, yeah. you, have, nine, five, you have to think other. about it this way. This is Purdy's second year. He has barely played 17 games, like regular season games. Like, he just yeah. went over it. Trust me. You can't, I, respect, you, I respect him. I respect him. He's playing like a top five quarterback. But when you want to say that he alone is the reason why the Niners are as good as no they are. No one's saying that. He's no, one, no one here no, is saying but, that. But if you want to say he's the most valuable player. If you want to say he's the most valuable yes. player in this yes. league, no. Yes. No. He hasn't proved yes. it. The three games he lost yes. made me the three games he lost showed me that he cannot win without everything around him. He cannot win without everything else. He cannot come back in a game. He has not proven that. If he is down at any point, he cannot come back as well. He has not proven it. CMC because they didn't win either. You have to think about it this way. They haven't really ever been down when he's played. They've only been down three times. 
and he's and blown lost. up in all of those. He's he's but, used he's used to the offensive scheme that's around him now. Also, the quarterback uh, is the quarterback is always the front leader of the offense of the team. The quarterback is always the leader. I'm telling you, if you you're if you take him out right now, if you take him out and you put Nick Mullins or Sam anybody, Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, if you put them in right now, the 49ers are a bottom ten bottom bottom ten team in the league. Bottom fifteen. Disagree. Think, or disagree. Well, yes. Okay. Final yeah. thing, final thing, because we're going to talk about this for hours. You've had so many final things, Carlin. I know. <laughs> last, seriously, last thing, though. NFC Championship, Brock Purdy gets hurt. They put in their backup quarterback. If if their court backup quarterback never got hurt, the Sanford won. Last season? Yes. Or the last two seasons season? ago? Last season. Oh, last season? Well, their backup was, what's his name, Josh Johnson, and I don't know why he's still in the league. So, yeah, no, there's they, a difference there. Sam Darnold, it would be a different question. Josh Johnson, no, but I, I don't even think with Sam Darnold they would win. Josh Johnson has no starting and and he has no starting yeah. experience. Sam does at least. Yeah. Also, you have to right. remember, Sam, Sam was Sam was a Heisman runner as well. I'm pretty sure. Brock Purdy and the Niners, but this the Cowboys. Speaking of the Cowboys, Dallas and Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo won 31 to 10. Dak Prescott. 134 yards passing leader. James Cook literally cooked 179 rushing. CeeDee Lamb, 57. 50. What? <laughs> that, was, that was me. Don't worry. <laughs> 53 receiving yards. And he had a garbage time <laughs> touchdown. Uh, Buffalo is red hot. They are red freaking hot. And honestly, they are a very scary team in the AFC to play. Like, if you have to play them the remaining of the season, I would be scared. If I'm Tua and I am Miami Dolphins, I'd be shaking them in my boots to play them at the end of the year. They're winning the AFC East. Mark my I words. I agree. They're winning the AFC East. If Unless if Miami wins this game. This Can't week. see it. We'll get I'll, to that. I want to look something up. I, I want to see because I'm pretty sure there's a stat. When the last time the Bills beat Miami in Miami. I'm assuming it's recent. No, last year they lost to Miami. I'm not Miami. saying last year, but I'm saying like before that, before they got Tua. Actually, the first year they got Tua, I think Buffalo did beat them in Miami. It might I think be. the first year. Um, but yeah, Dallas got pretty exposed. Um, but then again, Dallas never does good on the road right now. They're just a good home field advantage team. Also, Buffalo's freezing cold. So that does something. And Buffalo is just hot. Um, Dak got six points in fantasy. I know, John, you love that. Um, I love Dak. Yeah. And I, this does hurt his MVP odds. If Brock Purdy's MVP odds couldn't be affected by his bad stretch, I don't think it hurts Dak's too much. But it is, though. I, I personally agree. don't think it should, but it is. It is. But then again, this is just betters. We don't know anything. Else besides that, yeah. but when's the last time Buffalo beat Miami in Miami? I couldn't find it because Google just didn't like me for some reason. Bruh, Google. I think they beat uh, them. Everywhere. I think Look they beat up. them in Tua's rookie year. I remember it. Tua started the last but game of the season against also, Buffalo. Um, like if you look at um, who else do, does Miami play? Baltimore, Buffalo, and who else? Dallas. Dallas. This week. My Miami has yet to beat a team over five hundred. They have yet to. 
And I really, McDaniel cannot win. Mike McDaniel cannot win those games. And I think they're they're a fraudulent team. I think they're fraudulent in the postseason. And I don't see them beating any team in these last three games. I see them losing out. And Buffalo taking yeah. the spot. I hope this is a quick thought because last time I said that we had a 10-minute discussion on Brock Purdy. But... It was good. We did talk about it. Was it was good? It was good. But we did talk about the Cowboys on under the lights, so I don't want to be too long on them. But I think they can rebound. They're still one of the top four teams in the in the NFC. They already beat the Eagles, and I believe they play the Lions too. So that will be a very big game, in my opinion. But Buffalo, they went out. They can make the playoffs still, but they will need help because they are currently not in a playoff spot unless. Dance theory where they win the AFC East. It could happen. If they win out and Dolphins lose out, it could happen. But I think Buffalo is one of the hottest teams in the league right now. Josh Allen found his groove, especially with Joe Brady taking over as offensive coordinator. They have been a lot better. But I like the Bills in this win. I liked it a lot. Uh, Shout out to this website called Stat Moose. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, September 19th, 2021, the Bills went to Miami and won. Uh, last year, they obviously lost. Um, and I have no, I, no, Dan did hear this. He has wireless headphones on. So let's move on. Baltimore and Jacksonville, Sunday night football. Uh, Baltimore won 23-7 in Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence, 264 yards. Lamar Jackson leads the running game. Um, and that's because of Baltimore's running back uh, had a very nasty injury on uh, Sunday Night Football. I do not recommend Googling it. If you do, watch the knee. It, it's, it's really disturbing. And Jamal Agnew, uh, 70 receiving yards. Baltimore, they're the favorite to win the AFC right now. Though, if Buffalo has to play Baltimore. We'll see. I mean, Baltimore's probably going to get the number one seed. Um, and then, obviously, the only scenario is the Bills have to go to Baltimore and win. Uh, which, honestly, I don't know who's winning. It's coin flip, in my opinion. Uh, but we'll have to see. We will have to see if even if Baltimore makes it that far. I don't know. Baltimore is known for choking. They have only won one playoff game since their Super Bowl appearance, which is absolutely insane. Um, and I, I know Mike Tomlin has only won three in the past 10 years. I, I know. Don't worry. I know. Um, Jacksonville, though. I still think they're going to win the AFC South. I don't think anyone else is going to win it. I still think Jacksonville is going to win it. They'll be fine. Um, but I don't think they're going to make it past the first round of the playoffs. If you have to play Buffalo or if you have to play uh, the Chiefs, the Chiefs could slip out. It is very possible. I think a lot has to happen, though. Um, but who knows? We will see your guys' thoughts real quick on this game. Yeah. Baltimore, I agree with you completely. I think they will win the AFC at this point. They will rest their, they will rest their starters in the final week. And that will allow the Pittsburgh Steelers to win their ninth game of the season. Eighth game. But, ninth. But, Eighth. anyway, I digress. Cuts uh, and purrs out to Keen Mitchell. Mitchell. He had a season-ending injury, like Harlan said. He was a great rookie. Undrafted rookie running back as well. And it was very tragic to see what happened there. He was starting to find a role. Isaiah Likely 
I said it even last season, and I'm saying it again here. Isaiah Likely is an incredible tight end, and he just needed to show it off. He was very good in preseason last year, had his moments, and he is showing his true talent right now, in my opinion. He has been very good. Jacksonville is overrated. I've been saying it the whole season. Jacksonville is so overrated. Trevor Lawrence playing injured has not helped, and now I believe he has a concussion. So that does not help them at all. They've been losing as well. They have been losing. They are on a three-game losing streak right now. Lost to the Bengals. Lost to the Browns. Lost to the Ravens. They're just losing to the AFC North right now. They got dominated against the 49ers. They can't compete. They cannot compete, in my opinion. They beat the Steelers. Good for them. But the rest of their the rest of their schedule, I'm pulling it up right now as we speak. They play the Buccaneers, winnable. They play the Panthers, winnable. And then they play the Titans, also winnable. So I do think because of that, even though Jacksonville is overrated, they have a pretty nice schedule to finish off their season. I do think they will make the playoffs. I do think they will win their division. I will say that. Dan Smith, your thoughts? Did you just say that what? the Steelers would beat the Ravens in the last week here? We'll get to that. I, I think I, th- I, I think they will. What? I think because they'll bench everyone. If the Ravens That's bench why. everyone. That's why. I don't think the Steelers will beat yeah. uh, the Bengals or Seahawks. So they'll be. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a bit. But... Okay. I'll save my thoughts for that then because I just want, I just want you all to remember, especially you, Carlin. We lost to Tyler Huntley and Anthony Brown whenever we went to see them. I know. Just keep that in mind. I know. Anyways. Baltimore. As a Steelers diehard, um, I-, I love my Steelers to death. What's with that, Carlin? To Baltimore. Give him huh. the pinky. Oh, yeah, yeah. Give him the pinky. As a Steelers diehard, it pains me to say this, but Baltimore Baltimore is legit. Yes, 100%. I, I like I- – I, I love how they're playing football. Um I could – if Buffalo keeps this up, I could see them giving Baltimore a run for their money. But I don't know how long Buffalo can. Um, separate uh, – Josh Allen's the equivalent is Phillip Rivers in, in the, uh, just at all. So he, him, him and – they won't be able to do anything in the postseason regardless. They always choke. Um, but Baltimore, Baltimore looks like the strong AFC favorite right now. Um, Jacksonville, Doug Peterson is he, – he's mid. Um, he can't he – can't, he can't not choke. He can implement a proper uh, um, scheme. He did the same thing as Matt Eberflus did before halftime, where they had an opportunity for a field goal and they went for it. Or, well, no, they were they were going to um, they were trying to spike it because they went for it previously. Didn't have a timeout and they wasted too much time. I don't think they. I don't think he, uh, he got out of bounds. Whoever he threw it to, yeah, and it they fun. just, yeah, they just. <laughs> It was just a circus, um, but uh, as a Steelers fan, um, Lamar Jackson, um, you're looking good, man. Keep he it is. up, I guess. I I agree with you. As much as it pains me to say, as a Steelers fan, as much as I hate Baltimore, literally, Panky, I respect it. I respect the hell out of it. They have been playing so good, so so good. And I think they are going to win the AFC, and they will be the AFC champion. I really do. But final game real quick. It only took 
about an hour and like 20 minutes to get to. But we're here. Monday night disaster for Philly and Seattle. Philly and Seattle. Uh, Seattle won 20 to 17. Drew Locke, 208 yards. Kenneth Walker, 86. DK Mack, uh, 78 receiving yards. Uh, Philly has yet to beat Seattle in 15 years. What a stat. What an absolute stat. Uh, ninth graders don't even know what it feels like to beat Seattle. That's insane. I will say, though, what a, <laughs> what a game. <laughs> that final minute of the game was insane. was absolutely insane. To see Drew Locke go down the field and throw that pass to Jackson Smith was insane. And then you talk Jackson about Smith. I'm going to butcher his last name if I try to say pronounce it. Say it, say it, say it, say it. Ja- try it, try it. <laughs> Jackson, Jackson Smith Najigba. There you go. Not bad, not bad. Everyone in the audience, yeah. clap it up for this man right here. Um, But yeah, to see, that funnel, see that funnel drive was insane. Jalen Hurts gets the ball. He has yet to throw a passing touchdown in two games. Gets the ball, and he throws a pick. Was the man in bounds? Yes. Yes. According to the refs. It is a – we talked about this in the car. It is a uh, boom-boom play, however John says it. How do you say it's a – Bang-bang. 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 It's a bang-bang play. Um, It's hard to see if he actually touches or not. Uh, It could go either way. If they said he was out of bounds – they would probably would have said he was out of bounds regardless. It's just one of those plays, in my opinion. Um, but Seattle, this is your third straight loss. And I want to be scared. Uh, you guys make the playoffs, whoa, whoa, obviously. Whoa, 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 whoa. Seattle, this is your third straight Sorry. loss? Philly, this is your third there straight you loss. There I want to be scared if I was Philly. Obviously, you're clinched. Um, you're making the playoffs. I don't know if you'll have a home playoff game, though. And that's going to be huge if you don't have a home playoff game. Very huge because it's very hard to play in Philadelphia, but it's even harder to play in San Francisco. Overall, uh, Drew Locke exposed the crap out of Philadelphia from being from Pittsburgh. I don't mind it. Yeah. I will keep my thoughts brief because I want to get to our predictions. Eagles are frauds right now. I don't know how they could win a Super Bowl. The only way they could win a Super Bowl is that they fire Brian Johnson, their offensive coordinator, right now, and they have a Shane Steichen similar replacement that they could get. Maybe Frank Reich. I don't even know if that would work. But if they could get a good coordinator in quickly, that's the only way the Eagles season could be saved, in my opinion. Other than that, they're not going to make it far at all. They'll make the playoffs, but that's about it. Maybe a first-round win against the winner of the NFC South. That's about it, but they're frauds. It doesn't matter if his toe touched or not for that interception. Jalen Hurts should not have even made that throw. He had multiple options just to get more yardage for the field goals. They sold timeouts, too, so bad choice by Hurts. He really thought he was going to pull a Jordan flu game. Look at that. It was not even close, in my opinion. But good win for the Seahawks. Very good win for the Seahawks. Drew Locke had a great postgame speech. Great postgame speech. A lot of great emotion. He hasn't had a chance in a long while. Has not had a chance. And I think Gino will probably be the starter going forward. But I do think this did help Drew Locke 
depending on where he goes next season, if he's still with Seattle or not. I think this does help him a little bit. Great win for the Seahawks. Jackson Smith Najigba, great rookie receiver. It's been kind of hard because they have DK and Tyler Lockett on that team, but he showed up big in this game, so great win for the Seahawks. Yeah, I couldn't agree any. I couldn't agree more. Um, so I'm honestly not going to comment because he he nailed absolutely everything I was going to say. So let's just next topic predictions. I love that. I love that a lot. Great, great, great job. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I needed to pull off my playoff predictor to get to it, so I could have this conversation. And I'm on week 18 for some odd reason. So let's fast forward to week 16. This is. Christmas game week, which always love good football on Christmas. Christmas football on Christmas and basketball on Christmas is like a perfect match made in heaven. Though I have never watched basketball on Christmas and I have no plans to watch basketball on Christmas. So, <laughs> John, have you ever watched basketball on Christmas? No. Yeah, exactly. Um, then don't pretend that like you do because you say you hate the NBA. <laughs> I watch it on Christmas, but I hate the NBA to death. I I will never ride with the NBA ever again. Okay, long story. Right. First things first, uh, John, you want to take over for this because you are so much better at saying these games. On um, and knock on wood, thought, you haven't really had a lag spike. So let's the rest keep of it this. that way. I thought you were the host for the rest of this episode. Okay, we did this Not one time. Me from now on, boys. Oh, it's my you show. You want to do it? Oh God, here we go. You want me to or no? <laughs> yeah, if do you want first, to, you we'll can. Do, do the first one. We'll see how good you do. No, just let just just, just let me do it. it. Do the you, do the week sixteen games for the first yeah, one. Yeah, All right, yeah, no, yeah, do, do the it. first. Do it. One. Let's see how you do. If my computer can actually load. All right, here we go. <laughs> well, boys, Thursday coming right up. Two days, Saints-Rams in L.A. Rams minus four over-unders, 46 and a half. I just want to push this to you guys. What do you, I mean, both teams are 7-7 seven and seven, 500, 500 teams here. What are we thinking between the Saints and Rams this week? I got the Rams winning this week. Rams. The Saints will lose this game. The Rams will keep going. The Saints, whoever wins the NFC South, will have a negative record. So the Saints have to lose this game. I got the Rams. Yeah, I'm going to take the Rams to uh, Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup. Uh, Kyron Williams has been being an absolute dog on the field with the Georgia Bulldog, Matthew Stafford. Give me the Rams to win this game. Yeah, I'm going to take the Rams as well. I think they're actually a sneaky good team to sneak in the NFC playoffs here. Um, that's that's my take on it. But how was that, guys? Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. If you guys insist, if you insist, if you insist. Yeah. We insist. Well, Saturday, um, Christmas Eve Eve, first game of 4.30. Oh, boy. Steelers, Bengals. What are you guys thinking? I'll go last. I'm going to rock with you, Dan. I know you're going to say that. I'm going to take the Bengals and Jake Browning. I don't think there's any way the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to beat Jake Browning twice. Um, this game is at home. I will be there. I will be at Akershore for the last 
game of the season. My first last game, just my last game of being a first year season ticket holder. I'm so thankful to say that as always. Work hard, kids. Seriously, it pays off. Um, but I just don't see it happening twice. Don't get me wrong. I will be rooting for the Steelers and hope we win. I just don't see it happening. Give me Jake Browning and the Bengals. Yep. Um, yeah, Steelers suck. Um, we're losing out. I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals in this one. They're going to move the 9-6. and six. Um, Steelers will fall to 7-8. and eight. Uh, Also, I just didn't say this earlier, but Bengals are a favorite with the spread of minus 2.5, and, and the over-under is at a low of 36.5 if you're interested. So, John, what, what are your thoughts? All right. No one interrupt me, especially. The Bengals don't have Jamar Chase. Easier work for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't even care that Mason Rudolph is starting this game. I'm taking the Steelers. They have to go 9-8 and eight one way or another. They will beat Cincinnati. They will lose to Seattle. And then when the Ravens bench everybody, they will beat Baltimore, and they will finish 9-8 and eight and miss the playoffs. I'm taking the Steelers this week. I will say one thing, too. I believe in Mason Rudolph a lot more than Mitch Trubisky. So, Oh, I don't. <laughs> I disagree. I think if we do win, it's going to be because Mason Rudolph is a dog. All so, right, next game. Dan. I'm just not going to comment. It's probably better that I don't do that. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, 8 o'clock on Christmas Eve Eve as well. Um, the 8 and 6 Bills are up against the 5 and 9 Chargers in L.A. at SoFi Stadium. Um, Bills are at minus 11 and a half. What are your guys' thoughts on Bills versus Chargers? I'm taking the Bills here. Chargers are absolutely horrendous, but it's the first game without Brandon Staley, but I'm taking the Bills. They're on fire, and they need a win for their playoff lives, so I'm going to take the Bills. Every team who has yet, once they have fired an OC or a head coach, they have won the following week. Minus the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> so, you're just, so you're taking, you're taking the Chargers? With, uh, what's the Chargers quarterback name? I can't think of his name. Easton Justin, Stick. Oh, Easton Stick. I was like, hold Easton on. Easton Stick. Oh, yeah, with Easton Stick as quarterback, no way. Give me the Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, pretty clear cut for me as well. Give me the Buffalo Bills. Um, I mean, all of us took the Bills there. That's phenomenal. So moving on to Sunday, Christmas Eve, uh, starts off a uh, couple 1 o'clock, actually a few 1 o'clock games, I should say. Um, Colts-Falcons, the 8-6 and six Colts versus the 6-8 and eight Falcons at Atlanta. Atlanta's actually favorite, minus one. What are your guys' thoughts? Nope. Uh, I'm taking the Colts here. Desmond Ritter is not going to win this game. Maybe if they use Bijan enough, I could see it, but... Though if Michael Pittman does not play, then maybe I would switch my pick to the Falcons. But if Pittman plays, I'm taking the Colts. All right, all right, all right. Um, I'm different. My sister loves Atlanta. And honestly, I feel like the Colts have had a long enough streak. And how crazy stupid would this Pittsburgh Steelers make it to the playoffs? How crazy stupid would it be? I would love to see it. Give me Atlanta. Okay, um, all right, uh, that's interesting. Give me the Colts. The 507-7 Seattle Seahawks versus the 5-9 Tennessee Titans. This is in Tennessee, and Seattle is favorite as the away opponent at minus three. What are you guys thinking here? 
Call me crazy. Call me crazy. I'm going to take the Titans on this one. It's at home. I think Seattle is still a very beatable team. can't believe I'm saying that. So, at home, I'm going to take the Titans. I'm going to call you crazy. Give me Seattle. Gino Smith's going to return. I think Gino's going to ball out against that defense. Um, And their offense has been... I think they could be taken in the NFC playoffs this year again. Give me Seattle. I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks. I I don't think Will Levis is going to be healthy. Geno Smith is back. I think Geno's actually going to have a rough game, uh, his first game back from whatever he's got, whatever he's dealing with and many more. But um, I'm taking Seattle in this one. Um, next one, though, another 1 o'clock game, divisional game. Um, the 10-4 and four Detroit Lions are playing the 500 Minnesota Vikings, who are 7-7. Seven and seven. This is going to be in Minnesota, and Detroit is favorite at minus three and a half. What are you guys thinking for Detroit, Minnesota? I, I'm taking the Lions here. I just don't see it. I know it's in Minnesota. I think the Lions continue their hot, and eh, they're not really on a hot streak, but they got good momentum against the Broncos. I have been winning this game. I, I like the Lions to win this game as well, but also remember last year. Uh, they lost to Minnesota and Minnesota, and then they beat – sup, Chloe? They beat um, Detroit. Uh, Detroit beat Minnesota in Detroit, and everyone caught it. So we will see, but right now I'm going to take Detroit. I like Detroit to win this game. That was also because I feel like they had Kirk Cousins as well. But and I think with Nick Mullins leading that offense, I think they're just a a, a bad team. Um, even though they're seven and seven, so give me Detroit in that one. Um, next game, we have the Washington Commanders that are four and ten against the New York Jets that are five and nine. This is going to be um, it's going to be at MetLife, and the Jets are actually favorite at minus three. What are you guys thinking for Commanders Jets? This is the definition of a tank bowl. I'm going to take the Jets on this one just because of the Jets' defense. I think they can do enough to stop the Commanders. If Zach Wilson plays, I don't even think it matters what quarterback plays. I'll take the Jets on this one. It's not Tim Boyle, so I will take the Jets. I'm going to differ. I'm going to take the Commanders. Call me crazy. I don't know why. But I'll not call you crazy. won the game in a while. Nope. So... Commanders. Give me the Commanders. I'm taking it right now, too. I don't know if you guys saw it. My, my buddy, Khalid Hudson, this past weekend, he had a total of 14 tackles. Eight Dope. of them were solo, and he had one tackle for loss. Dude was eaten. Absolute animal. Um, next game. Uh, another 1 o'clock game. A couple more. Green Bay Packers that are 6-8 and eight versus the unfortunate 2-12 and 12 Carolina Panthers. This game is in Carolina, and Green Bay is favorite minus 5. What are you guys thinking for Green Bay, Carolina? Every time I take Carolina, Carolina always loses. Every time I don't take Carolina, Carolina always wins. That's such cap. It happens. <laughs> Point is. They have two I, wins. I yeah. know. <laughs> I've took Carolina like six times. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. I'm going to do it at seven. I'm going to take Carolina here. It's in Carolina. Uh, Jordan Love lost at home at Lambeau. So they're kind of down the dog. I think Green Bay is going to go below 500 this year, but I think they're going to be looking up to next year. It's just that defense. And if you let Bryce Young and that offense march down the field, 
going to be pretty sad. Give me Carolina. (laughs) Jordan Love did not lose in Green Bay. Joe Barry lost that team in Green Bay. Let's be clear about that. I'm taking Green Bay in this one. Carolina's too bad. Yep, give me Carolina as well. I can see Carolina winning back-to-back with this special teams coordinator um, in charge here of that team. So I'm going to take Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers in this one. But our last 1 o'clock game on Christmas Eve, we have the Cleveland Browns that are 9-5 and five versus the 8-6 and six Houston Texans, and this is in Texas. Cleveland is the away favorite at minus 2.5. Boys, Cleveland Texans here. What are you thinking? Without C.J. Stroud, I'm taking the Browns. If Stroud was playing, I might have reconsidered, but if he does not play, I think the Browns' defense will just be too much. I'm going to take the Browns. If Stroud was playing, I would still take the Browns. Give me the Browns and Joe Flacco to have a legacy and this season. Give me the Texans. I think D'Amico Ryan's defense is going to be a little bit too much for Joe Flacco. He had three interceptions last week, and I think he's going to have a, a good pair this week. Um, Give me the Texans in case Keenum gets his second dub in a row. But I'm going to move forward to the uh, 4 o'clock games. Uh, 4.05, the 8-6 and six Jaguars take on the 507-7 Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. Um, Buccaneers are favorite at minus one. What are, you guys, what are you guys' thoughts about this one? Buccaneers versus Jaguars. Honestly, I was flip-flopping with this one. I don't even know who's going to win this at this point. But similar with the Saints. I would think the winner of the NFC South will have a losing record. So the Buccaneers got to lose this game here. I'm taking the Jaguars. I'm different. I'm taking Tampa Bay. The amount of times the Jaguars have gotten field goal range in last week's game, and we're on the 30 and came away with zero points is crazy. Crazy enough that Baker Mayfield's going to win. I don't think the NFC South team is going to have a losing record this year. I think they're going to have a winning record by one. Give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I will just say this, too. Buccaneers secondary sucks. Calvin Ridley will actually have a good game as well. Yeah, and last time you said that, Calvin Ridley stunk against the Steelers. John, that is very true. It that is, is true. very true. And for that reason, give me the Buccaneers. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, okay. I think Doug Peterson and that offense is just so wishy-washy. I just think if Baker Mayfield and that Tampa Bay offense can move the ball and spread it around like they did this past weekend, uh, they'll be in good shape. Okay. Moving on, 425. The 3-11, the abysmal Arizona Cardinals take on the 5-9 and nine Chicago Bears. This is in Chicago, and Chicago is the favorite at minus 4.5. Chicago versus Arizona boys. Which way are we going here? Another tank bowl game here, another tank bowl. And I'm going to take Chicago on this one. Their defense has actually been above average the past couple of weeks. So I will take Chicago with their defense. It's not Chicago unless they have a terrible downfall midseason. Give me Arizona. Trey McBride's going to run all over that defense. <laughs> and I'm going to love it. Fantasy football, baby. Do it for me, Trey McBride. Do it. Give me Arizona. That's like a Nike ad, bro. give me the bears their defense has looked nothing but crisp recently i like what i'm seeing um they also just competed with the nine and five cleveland browns which is a a good look for chicago as well they almost won the game to be honest if matt airflus even kicked the field goal before the half um is Kyler murray playing this week 
Because he got hurt, be. I believe. I'll verify that. But if okay, Kyle, if Kyle Murray now. doesn't play, I'm taking the Bears. I didn't think I don't know if he is or not, but regardless if he is or not, I'm taking the Chicago Bears. Um, but let's go to the other 425 game. The Dallas Cowboys and the Miami Dolphins that are both 10 and 4. This is in Miami, and the Dolphins are favorite minus one and a half. Fellas, Miami or Dallas? I will say Kyler Murray is healthy on the fantasy app, so he will play. But honestly, Miami and Dallas, they're identical. Both teams win at home. Both teams struggle on the road against good teams. Miami can beat the bad teams, though. Dallas can beat the bad teams. So it's it's essentially even. Miami's at home, so you would think Miami has the edge. But I'm going to take Dallas here. I think they rebound. I don't think they lose two straight games here. I'm taking Dallas. Mm, I'm different. Dallas has been playing great, but I think Dallas needs to lose one more game. Give me Miami to win this game in Miami. I think Dallas, if it was in Dallas, I would take Dallas all day. But since it's in Miami... If Tyreek Hill plays, I think this game can be a shootout. Kind of like how the Chargers game was. So, give me Miami. I'm taking the Cowboys. Mike McDaniel is going to lose again to a team that is over 500. I don't think he, I, I simply don't think he can handle it. And uh, I think the Cowboys are going to rebound. And I think they're going to get back on track. And they're going to be as dangerous as they was the past couple weeks. So... 8-15 game, Sunday night, prime time. The atrocious 3-11 New England Patriots take on the 500-7-7 Denver Broncos in Denver. And Denver is the favorite, obviously, minus seven. The Patriots, Broncos, boys, where are we going with this one? Give me Denver. It's in Denver. Patriots, they're only good against the Steelers at this point. Broncos are better. They need a rebound win if they want to stay in contention. Patriots, they probably want to lose, too, just because Carolina's been winning a little bit. You'll see, but I will take the Broncos. Yeah, and I think they're going to lose because Carolina's going to win. Give me Denver. What? He picked Carolina. I picked Carolina. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So give me Denver to win this game. Uh, Yep, I agree with you, boys. Give me Denver as well. Move on to Monday. Christmas Day, the three games we got going on, starting at 1 o'clock, the Las Vegas Raiders that are 6-8 and eight, take on a divisional opponent of the Kansas City Chiefs sitting at 9-5. and five. This, is in, this is at Kansas City, and the Chiefs are favorite, minus 10. Chiefs, Raiders, where are we going? Could be a shootout, potentially, if the Raiders look as hot as they did against the Chargers. Could be a shootout, but in Kansas City, I got the Chiefs. How about them Chiefs? Listen, I think Kansas City has had great games. They just don't have wide receivers. And last time they played, Rasheed Rice had a great game. So if you're a fan, if you're a better, take his over receiving yards because I think he's going to have a great game against uh, the Raiders. Also, I think this game is going to be a lot more closer than people think. I don't think it's going to be like crazy close, but I think that the Raiders can cover here. But give me the Chiefs. Give me the Raiders. Regardless of how these two teams usually are, they usually split each year. And 
I, it's I gonna be, blah, 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 blah. Before you say that, before you say that, Mahomes has yet to lose to the Raiders. I thought they Mahomes, split uh, last Mahomes, year. Here's though. the thing. I got to correct you. Mahomes, this was the first season where Mahomes has lost to a divisional opponent, that yeah. being the Broncos. This was the first time. This year? Yes. No, just in Mahomes' career, he has always been Sorry, every yes. team in his division. This was the first year first where he's lost against yeah. the Broncos. Really? He's, beat, he's yeah. beating that's the Raiders crazy. every time. They don't split. Well, if that's it wasn't case, at home. I mean, it wasn't, at, it wasn't at home either. If that's the case, give me the Raiders still. I don't care. I I'm like taking it. the Raiders like in it. Kansas City. I like it, I like it too. I'm I taking like the it. upset. <laughs> but let's move forward to the uh, 430 game. Another divisional game. The New York Giants take on the Philadelphia Eagles in Philly, and Philly is favorite minus 12. Boys, does Philly lose four straight, and does DeVito come back to play? What's going on? Philly should win. Keyword, should. This should be a game that they dominate like they did. The three times that they played the Giants last season, they dominated. But it could be closer. But Philly should win this game. Is this Giants team better than last year's Giants team? No. Like right now? No. It's more of Philly's team is worse. That's what I would say. Philly's team. If this game was in MetLife, I wouldn't be opposed to taking the Giants. But it's not. It's in Philadelphia. Give me Philly. I have an ad running on ESPN, and it's very loud. Oh, I, I love that. It I happens. That. Dude, it happens all the time. It is the yeah. worst. That is horrible. I couldn't figure out how to stop it, so I just exited it out and I just scrolled back down. But, um, yeah, um, I don't think Philly loses four straight, and it's at Philly. Give me Philly with a rebound game here. However, I do think that they're going to win the second time. Um, the Giants will. I think the Giants are going to win the last week of the season. So, But give me Philly for this one. Um, I do want to move on to the 815 game, though. This is the last game of the week and the biggest of the week. The Baltimore Ravens take on the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco. San Francisco is favorite minus five and a half. And I also saw that the last seven games of Monday Night Football, the underdog has won the last seven in a row. And the Ravens are the underdog. What do you guys think? That is exactly why in Monday Night Football predictions this season, I am 7-10 and 10 right now. It is not as good as Thursday Night Football and Sunday Night Football for me. Monday Night Football, I'm in the negatives. So, big reason <laughs> is because of those upsets. But this time, I'm not going to take the upset here. I still got the 49ers winning. <laughs> I think they are the best team in the league. They should win this game. It's in San Francisco. I think the Ravens are the second best team in the league. They will stay that way. I'm taking the Niners. I hope I'm right. If not, I will pick the upset no matter what next week. Just Dude, wait till he finds out. It's, just wait till he finds out. It's like the Carolina Panthers versus the. Oh, I'll like, check right now. I'll check. Keep talking. I'll check right now. <laughs> um, here's the deal. Let's go back to Week One real quick. The Niners kicked the crap out of the Steelers. Fast forward <laughs> a little bit. Steelers beat the Ravens. Therefore, the Steelers are better than the Ravens, and the Niners are better than the Ravens. What? So, the Niners what? are winning this game. <laughs> Give me okay. the Niners to win this game on a Christmas Day showdown, which also 
can and probably will be the Super Bowl 58 showdown. And I would say regardless what happens to this game, if these two teams meet, this game won't matter. Do you want to know what's funny right now? I don't think it will. I think it will be like a show of what happens, but I don't think it's going to be like, oh, the Niners won, so they're going to win the Super Bowl. I don't think that will happen. Do you want to know what's funny? I said that I will pick the upset no matter what in Monday Night Football (laughs) next week. There is no no Monday Monday Night Football football game next week. There's Sunday night. Yeah, it's Packers Take Vikings right now. Oh, such a good game. Great game, Nick Mullins. Who do you got, Dan? Well, Carlin, to kind of piggyback off what you said, the stat that I brought up earlier about the seven in a row Monday Night Football underdogs winning. Give me the Niners. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Give me the Ravens as well. I'm taking the Ravens to make it eight in a row. I'm taking the Ravens to make it eight in a row. I think Lamar's going to go in there like he owns the place. These two teams are going to meet in the Super Bowl. Niners are going to win. This game is going to have an impact. And they're going to split. Ravens will win now. Niners will win in the postseason. That's where I'm taking it. I always say the Niners win the Super Bowl. I'll buy a Buck Purdy jersey. Okay. I will just say the Ravens will not make the Super Bowl. They will not. I don't think they will. It really depends. John, who, who do you think? It's too early to tell. If I, We will have an episode, for a fact, revisiting our preseason thoughts. So we will get through all of our predictions from back then. And back then, it was the Bills that we had I w- going. I want to say one thing. If the Ravens get the one seed, then they have a bye, and then they'll automatically play whoever has the lowest seed. So let's say the Bills are the seventh seed, just theoretically. I say that the Bills have a really good chance. Now, if it's a team like the Steelers, and we see the Steelers get crapped on in week 18, I take the Ravens. And then the Ravens have one game, and then it's whoever's the champion is. I'm going to stick with depends. the Bills. I'm going to stick with the Bills if they make the playoffs. I'll stick I can with see it that for too, now. John. I can see that too. For now, I will stick with it. I can too. It just all depends what happens in the playoffs and who makes yeah. it. Yeah. But I will say this. I don't even know how long this episode's been going on because I have lagged out of this session twice now. So you want you want to know? You want to know? Yeah. How long have we been going on? <laughs> Two hours. Wow. Okay. Yeah. This was an episode. This was an episode, and I will probably have to make some edits when I edit it. So, Carlin, because I don't know if I will lag out, I say you. End this episode, bro. Really? I've done it. I've done it every time for the most. I'll run part. it right now. You'll rant. I'll run it right now. You want? Oh, to? you want to? Do it? You want to? Do it? Yeah, Dan, 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 do you it. Ha- have no fear. Listen, if you're listening, this is my you first outro, so bear with me here. Everyone, thank you for listening to this NFL episode. We are we are happy that you all enjoyed it. What are you guys laughing about? Let me do my thing. I'm not I'm, laughing. He's I'm not gonna lie to you. I have no idea what's coming up in the future, so they're gonna you have to, to touch it. A... Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so what's coming up next? We have our bowl game predictions, week two, dropping tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. West Virginia, we will cover Bowling Green. We will cover as well. So stay tuned for tomorrow. That's it. That's it. Dan Smith, will you confirm for that episode if you will be part of it? What day are you three? recording? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. I will be here. You will Sweet. be here. I, I feel I, like yeah, you have to be here for the BG pick. You have to be. I'll be at the game too. 
Let's go Falcons, baby. There you go. There you yeah, go. We'll be, I'll be there. All right. All right. Send us off, so, Dan. Uh, right, also, well, real we, we quick, one more thing. This. We got to end know. this. We got to end just this. Just real quick. We got to end tomorrow. this. I know. Tomorrow. <laughs> stay tuned for what we're going to do during next week with the podcast. Make sure you stay tuned for that. And right, well, thankfully, end these this. guys touched upon what we got coming up. So make sure you guys go follow the TikTok. Carlin's been crushing that. Follow the TikTok. Follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on any social media platforms. Go follow the podcast on Spotify. Go look at us up on YouTube. Apple Podcasts, Overcast, all of that good stuff. Go check us out. We are bringing content all of the time, um, putting a lot of work into this stuff. So go check it out if you like it. Drop a follow and comment some questions we got coming up in any of our videos, and we will touch up on those. But happy holidays to all of you, and we will see you all next time on Inside the Dome. <laughs>